0: Welcome to Raising Your Spirits. Our hope is to help you make positive changes by providing guided messages from spirit. Tuning forks, crystals, and distance healing are how we pass those messages from spirit to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your vibrational growth with us. Your hosts for Raising Your Spirits, Suzanne Shields and Tony Ginnis.
1: Thank you, Carl. I'm wondering if I want to thank Carl for that introduction, or do I need to thank him for that? Whether I want to or I need to is really the topic for today. In my early years, when I was in my career, just talking about all the things I wanted, I used to be a mover, had a moving company for several years. And now when I finally sold it and got into more of the spiritual end of our business... I started going to all kinds of classes and seminars, webinars, and I went to personal ones that I had to go to, and many of them were far away in the United States, and they were in different parts of the world to get the training I wanted. And I wanted all kinds of crystals. And I remember going to one of the airports in one of the shops, and they would have crystal wands or they would have different stones and I if it looked shiny and if it looked really cool I would end up picking it up and then it wasn't until sometime later that I found these items and wondered why I bought them in the first place because I never really ended up using it and so what is that urge of wanting something that you really think you needed in your life I mean, if there was ever an opportunity to have a windfall like a lottery or um, you have a tax return that came in, what would you spend it on? A lot of people would perhaps buy something frivolous or they would buy something they've always wanted but never had the money all in one place to do so. And so when we look at the things that we want versus the things that we absolutely need, those are two different things. When clients come to Suzanne and I, we often hear that they would really want to talk about their work, their career, or they want to talk about their health. The reading is more pointing towards a relationship that perhaps didn't work out and now they're trying to find a new one. And if a relationship didn't work out so well, they're not always anxious to get back into another relationship for fear that it might repeat itself. So what is the want? Why do we want something without even knowing whether or not we need it or something that is really beneficial that will impact our life? I often see when people are going into a place where you could pick up fitness equipment. You walk through the aisles of so many pieces of equipment, the elliptical, treadmill, weights. And I often think about Who is making the decision on whether or not they need a set of weights or something else? But a lot of times it is an emotional purchase because they know they need to get in shape in some way. They know they need to work out. They know they need to get that exercise going. And the fact that they have not been doing it up to this point, there is a purchase push There's an emotional factor that needs to be addressed here. And when they feel that they're going to buy a piece of equipment or they're going to perhaps go to a gym and get a fitness membership, and that's what a lot of the fitness membership is based on, is that you will have the time every morning to be able to go work out, do your exercise, focus, and then go home. And out of the gym memberships, the numbers show that only 18% of those that sign up for a gym membership actually consistently go to the gym on a regular basis. So the majority of people that have the high want that, yes, I do need to be there, the execution part seems to be lagging a bit. But what makes people move past that want and the need, and to actually follow through and do the execution part and go to the gym. Often I hear people say that as long as you can get out the front door, you're halfway there. It's the getting up and going to do the work. If you're doing a sales call, it's picking up the phone and dialing the number just so that it rings. You've gotten 80% of where you need it to be. It's always that hesitation and then the execution is your commitment to following through on what those needs and wants are. And Spirit often tells us that many times when people pray, they send out messages of the struggle that they are going through in whatever facet, whatever ways that they are going through the challenges. That oftentimes it is just, I want something. And then Spirit realizes it's not really what they want. Why is it so difficult for us to ask for what we want. Suzanne, what is spirit saying about this?
2: The other day I walked into a store, and it was the most beautiful vase that I had ever seen. It had a blue tone to it, roses all around it, and in fact, a vase is usually something to hold fresh flowers. But there I stood staring at it, thinking... It doesn't even need flowers. The roses were three-dimensional on it, and when you turned, they just glistened and picked up the light. Without hesitation, I picked it up and put it in my cart and said, you're coming home with me. As I continued along in the grocery store, yes, (laughs) I was in the grocery store when I had found that, because nowadays grocery stores are turning more into department stores, but let's get into that later. I filled up my cart with the essentials, and I looked down, and I said, I only came in for two items. How in fact could my cart be brimming with things so full? I quickly shuffled away from the crowd and got myself into a little corner, and found myself now making piles within my cart, separating out What I now look at is my wants versus my needs. I guess when we look at wants and needs, it's a complex thing in some ways. We can simplify it by saying from a human perspective, there's only two choices. I want it or I don't. There's a high want or a low want. And when I look at need, I can classify it just the same as being a binary outcome, being High need versus low need. From a human perspective, if I put those concepts together, it would mean that there are products in there that are low wants and low needs. And those are the things that you avoid. Those come out of the cart real fast. And then there are those things like the vase high want. But the question is is it a high need? Often in spirituality, Our life is often symbolic of that cart. We fill it full of things, thinking we need something or thinking we want something. And yet when we find it, we're not even sure if we want it or need it. I recall many, many years ago when I began this spiritual journey under the guidance of Tony Janus. started out with a simple tuning he was so passionate in the way that he describes spirituality. And I could see that it just ignited his soul. It made him radiate. I remember leaving a tuning session thinking, I want that. I want that level of peace that this man has. I moved along through my spiritual journey. It was through ups and downs. And what I realized that my want of being spiritual came with a lot of resistance as I kept asking myself, do I really need to go through this evolution, this self-reflection? You see, I view the spiritual journey that I want was a conflict a lot of times between what I wanted and what I needed. And when I was faced with something, obviously, at times, I resisted what I needed, and only try to emphasize, Spirit, give me only what I want. Though I was spiritual my whole time, I've talked a bit about being spiritually awakened and spiritually aware, and I distinguish these two factors as being something that's vastly different, as vastly different as a want and a need. You see, the way that I've been taught by Spirit, a spiritual awakening means you become alerted to the fact that there exists more than what is seen by the human eye and acknowledged by the five senses. Spiritual awareness comes from the perspective that it is no longer that we look at spirituality and we're wowed by it, but that we actually enter into the world and accept that in order for us to be able to grow past awakening, it means that we understand the systems of spirituality and how it blends back into our human life. Some of my experiences, some of the trauma that I have spoken to in the six-part series we created on trauma, weren't because I wanted those things to happen, but they needed to happen. I can speak on the perspective of trauma because I had gone through it. I can speak of the evolution of spiritual awakening to spiritual awareness because I've lived through it. When we would like our spirituality to have an impact on, on our present human life, that means that our assimilation of our wants and our needs rest in a comfortable place. That we accept that Spirit will present to us what needs to occur. And we don't spend a lot of time struggling with saying whether I want it or not. But in the same breath, we keep not our wants on the immediate that is happening, but on a broader perspective. Meaning, I wanted spiritual enlightenment, but I needed to experience certain circumstances in life so that I could become more aware of an understanding of how many people exist in this world, how many lives are trying to be built, and that at this very moment, the struggles that people go through while I peacefully sit in a place is being spiritually aware, understanding that I am more than one For spirituality to have an effect on us, and what I mean by effect, meaning to bring us either spiritual satisfaction or health or abundance or clarity, begins with truly accepting that our want exists, not conditionally. I want this information to gain to my bigger want of spirituality. I've often said, and I'll repeat here for the sake of this reading, to say it is not about life being perfect. Life is about an evolution of change. And spirituality, awareness, awakening, wherever you're at, means that you can begin to navigate the seas of life with more than the bitterness of what your mind can create. It allows you to be able to gain the confidence, the belief, the hope, the faith, that through your troubled waters, your wants will ultimately be granted if you first satisfy your needs as defined by spirit. I mentioned and I have always given and will continue to give the greatest grace to my partner, Tony Jennis, Because in my heart, I believe that he was gifted with such a talent to allow me to be the telephone to spirit. But in order for any work, his tuning fork practice, his readings, our work together, To be successful begins not with us, but begins within the client. Spirit will always provide us with the endless tools, options, perspective to help navigate what we would call complex life, the ever-changing life. But if there is no want to change, want to seek help, then that means the needs that you are having for healing, career growth, abundance cannot be met. No matter how much I present a spiritual perspective, if the want does not exist, the need will fade out. We've often heard the expression by Wayne Dyer, I am spiritual. I expect miracles. And for that, it happens. I have always longed to have a conversation with Wayne Dyer about that. But now he rests on a spiritual side. So my conversations are limited in terms of not being able to physically interact, but spiritually. And when I connect to him and I connect to what is that meaning, it means that in reality, we don't put human limitations on something that we've given spirit to solve. I'm not claiming that Tony can, in a tuning, heal someone's cancer. What I'm claiming is that with positive affirmations, you can make changes on your health and lead it in a direction that is healthy for you. But it all starts. With understanding what you want, what you need, what your immediate wants are, and how you may have to go through things that are needed that you may not experience and may not want. You may have to go through things that you may need, that you may not wish to experience. Going back to that shopping cart where I separated things out, I picked up the vase and I looked at it. I felt a spiritual connection to the product. But I didn't bring it home. Because what I realized was that the role of that vase wasn't to sit in my home. But it was for me to place my energy within that vase. So that when someone else picks it up off the shelf, they're getting more than a crystal vase. They're getting a vase full of hope, love, and growth, because that's what filled up within me, and I was able to fill the vase up with. Recognizing that I wanted something, but the need wasn't for me to benefit, for someone else. So as you navigate through life, as you go through your ups, your downs, your relations and your celebrations. Understand that you have manifested those, but spirit sees them also as needs to meet your needs. When you go through challenging times, know that those are not punishments from the universe, but they are golden opportunities to see, opportunities for growth, Experience and miracles. Try with all your might not to take those, what you perceive as negative events in your life, and vent. Do not view those opportunities as being ones where you can take all of the energy of frustration or sadness or despair and vent it to someone else so it lands in their energy. Yes, it may feel better for the moment, but from a karma perspective, you've unloaded all of the tension of your energy and fed it to someone else. Try, try, try to use that energy as opposed as an outlet to and a reservoir to give to someone that may harm them. Instead, meditate, take it, and give it up to the universe. And ask the universe to replace it with something so white, pure, and most of all, clear. And what you'll notice is that your energy will feel revitalized. You'll see the situation with such clarity, and maybe even as a miracle. But it can only start with you being open and understanding to what your want is. Spend some time and asking yourself, what is it that I really want? And then spend the time reaching for it. And the universe shall give.
0: Thank you for listening to the Raising Your Spirits podcast. If there is a subject you would like to hear in a future episode or would like to book a session with Suzanne or Tony, reach out to their Facebook group at Ginis Shields Natural Healing Center or join Tony with his weekly tuning class on Zoom. Their YouTube channel is Suzanne and Tony 17. That's Suzanne and Tony, the number 17, all one word. And the website is lovehigherself.com. Until next time, namaste.